This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, April 3rd, 2020. And of course, we still get a lot of volatility in the market. It's difficult. So is there anyone who could have predicted that here on a business and investment program that we would be forced to talk about the infectious disease every day? I didn't think so. Very true. It's truly an unprecedented situation. It's never happened before. Name me a time that we actually on purpose shut down our economy. Never. Never. No one on purpose. And now we're going to try to re-rev it up at some point on purpose. Uh, we've done that from recessions. But this is going to be a recession. We're, in a, we're going to be in a recession. But we've never shut down an economy on purpose. This is the first. So how, how to re, 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 regroup? I mean, it wasn't a financial crisis like the last one in 2008. It wasn't like a, a, a dot-com crisis. It wasn't like, it's not like anything we've ever dealt before. That's all I'm saying. So it's pretty new to all of us. So what can we do together to try to get through this historic situation? We can do that. Now, the market has been totally shaped by volatility. And, of course, that means it's been a lot of uncertainty. That's what volatility means. When it shoots up and shoots down, investors are not sure where we're supposed to go. Okay? Volatility, you know, we know that it crash because we know we're going to go into recession. So, that's what happened. 35% or so you know, uh, on the extreme downside, and then it's recovered somewhat, but not not even halfway, so don't, don't get too excited about that, but recovered, and now it's been kind of trying to find its way sideways. So, what's our goal here? It's the same goal, financial freedom. That has not changed. We do not react in panic. You do not react to fear and greed. You sit back and make cold-hearted decisions here. What is the best thing to do? Should I stay in this stock? Should I buy this one over here? Does this suit the current circumstances? That's what we're looking at. That's what we are looking at, KPB Financial. And, of course, you're listening to this program to get guidance, and that's what we're here for. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you can call me as it is a call-in show. Though this Invest Talk radio program and its podcast guidance, I can help you become a better investor. That's my goal. One way we do that, Justin and I, is to, to try to implement a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. That's, that's a kind of our, our you know, mantra. How can we help each other? I mean, I don't have all the answers. Justin doesn't have all the answers. So, And I know you need some answers, but that's what we're here for, to help you answer some of the things that we can guide you through. Our company, KPP Financial, is a little bit different. We're investment advisors. Why are we different? Because we give unbiased guidance and we have we recommend investment strategies that we implement for ourselves. Okay, I buy the same thing as my clients. Buy and sell. Same percentage, same price, because I want to be on the same side. I do. Okay, I'm here to answer any questions, any investing questions, financial questions you might have. Our anytime listener line number is open. Your calls are live right now at 888-99-CHART. In case you haven't heard, I've canceled my April uh, trip to Houston, Chicago, obviously. 
Uh, but I can still offer my no-cost, no-obligation portfolio review assessments. My guess is that you may need some unbiased guidance now more than ever. So how can we do this? I know you're kind of where should I? What should I do now? Talk to a number of people today. Here's portfolio. What do I do now? I mean, how do I react to this? And can you help me? And the answer is yes. I can. We can do it via phone, via Skype. Uh, J- Justin just did some Zoom consultations. We could do that. Zoom apparently is the latest thing. You know, I'm, I'm, he's more techie than I am. So learn more and reach out to us. You can go to our investtalk.com website, investtalk.com. My main talk today concerns this opinion, entering retirement in the middle of a health financial crisis. How do, do you? What should you do? Change? Maybe you shouldn't enter retirement. So it's kind of scary, the idea of leaving the workforce. It is scary at any time. And of course, now, right now, it makes it worse, right? More scare. <laughs> so how do you handle those emotions about that? So we're going to talk about that. I got some other things I want to talk about. Interesting, I think. Um, oil prices jumped. Did you see that, that they jumped? And they're up. You know, uh, they, Saudi Arabia and Russia appear to agree to cut production. I don't know about that. See, I think that's not clear yet. ISR services and manufacturing. Uh, well, uh, I, I know that they're real. They could survey, but I'm not buying into them. Uh, and jobs are. There are jobs out there. Open. Where are they? things I'm going to talk about, but of course you come first. You always come first. And since it is Friday, I will share some uh, highlights from the premium newsletter I morning or late this morning, maybe early this afternoon, not quite sure. And how did you do today? Well, it was down. Gave back all of it, what it went up yesterday. Oh, uh, was down 361 points, the NASDAQ 114, and the S&P down 38. You know, we're getting used to these big numbers, aren't we? These are pretty big percentage moves at a day-to-day basis. It's, it's, it's unprecedented, as I said at the beginning of the show. So, now, as you probably noticed, Justin and I do our very best to fit in as many caller questions as possible. So, right now... With a live caller, Gary from New Jersey, asking about Pepsi, symbol P-E. Hey, what's up? Hey, thank you for taking my call, Steve. I just had a question. You know, I wanted to step into either Pepsi or Nestle. Um, I'm not sure if you could, you know, if you have a preference one over the other um, or maybe a good time to buy. Thank you. Okay, let's look at Pepsi. P-E-P, you know, everybody knows they manufacture a variety of salty, convenient, sweet-grain-based snacks, carbonated, non-carbonated uh, beverages. That's what they do. They've been growing their sales up until, uh, you know, March. <laughs> They've been growing their sales to 6% every quarter for the last two years. Only one quarter, they were flat. The rest of the time they've grown. They were supposed to make $5.79 this year and then $6.25 next year. They do pay a yield, dividend yield of 3.1. The stock is $124. And I, I, I'm thinking that um, it fell to about 102 intraday. That was about its it's 124. 143, 44 or so. Went down to 102, then back up to 124. Okay. I wouldn't buy it here. 
This is a it's hesitated at this price, just like just like the overall stock market, and that's deciding whether it should go up or down from this level. And I think I would wait for it to make its mind up before I invest in this. It's not inexpensive. It's not like cheap. I mean, because you know, one hundred twenty-four dollars, and if they make six dollars, which probably is not going to happen, you know, that's still you know. That's not cheap, <laughs> you know, and from a PE range point of view. Um, so that's about a 20 PE, and it's a, the five year PE 27. So I think it can go below that. That means the price should come down. I, I would wait to see if it breaks, goes down to the low hundreds again, 102, 105, somewhere in there. That would be a, and if it holds there for a day or two, I'd probably be a buyer there. That's where I'd be more comfortable. Okay? Gary, uh, appreciate it. He's a to invest talk, and as you make your invest talk choices, there will always be a bit of always to your cross, right? From your to your perception. My advice to this reality is to find your investment zone. How comfortable? How much are you comfortable with? You can do that. BP Financial. Do that. Free online tool. You go to investtalk.com called Riskalyze. It's a questionnaire. It's very short, but it helps guide you as to what, how much you're taking. It ranges from zero to 100. Now that this coronavirus scare has shut down all the gymnasiums, my wife has had to go and start running again. And it, that, that, that's her normal workout now. And all of a sudden, her knees became inflamed, creating lots of pain. Obviously, she's looking for relief and started applying Quanta's muscle rub multiple times per day, three times a day. She told me it helps reduce her soreness and discomfort. Now, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm skeptical about many of these kind of products. I'm here to tell you from personal experience, this brand is believable. Quanta is a publicly traded applied science company. They make health and wellness products utilizing patented technology and makes them up to five times more efficient. Their flagship product is an all-natural muscle rub that alleviates aches and pains because it directly reduces inflammation. We have teamed up to help listeners to invest talk. So for a limited time, you can save 20% off of all Quanta's health wellness products by using the coupon code INVEST on their website, buyquanta.com. That's buyquanta.com. It's Friday. You're listening to Invest Talk. The coronavirus pandemic has created an unprecedented global economic crisis. You'll have finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is on duty and ready to provide his unbiased guidance. Call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart. Well, there it is. Are we live? 888 Chart 888 992 Okay. Retirement middle crisis, right? If you're entering now, how do you handle and your emotions? Well, 
for my clients as they approach retirement, I keep telling them reduce risk, reduce your risk, reduce meaning don't be so exposed to the stock market. So what you can do is focus on what you can control. You can control much exposure, if you're entering retirement, how much exposure to the stock market you have. You can control that. That's what you do control. Okay? And so, you know, rerun the numbers, especially if now, because you've lost, if you're too vested in the market, you've lost a lot. So, rerun the numbers. See what the numbers are telling you. You know, but if you had a plan, I would suggest you stick with the plan. Now, the plan should have been, should all, plans should take in consideration these kinds of, uh, you know, disasters. It's going to happen every so often. Look at, you had the dot-com in 2000, 2008, you had the financial crisis. Here it is, 2020, you have this coronavirus crisis. They're going to happen. you got to plan for them. Plan for them. And if you plan for them, you shouldn't be too worried if you're entering retirement. And, you know, you also can consider some type of work. Remember, my definition of retirement is stop what you have to do and go do what you want to do. That could mean making money. You can work part-time if you feel like it and like to do it. And try to keep your emotions under control. Keep them out of your decision-making process. I mean, that that is how you're going to get through this. You don't, don't let your fear or your greed. Remember, there's only two emotions in the stock market, fear and greed. And I have a feeling everybody was very, very greedy over all these years of a bull market from 2009 onward until mm, 30 days ago. Because you, everybody, I, you know how I could tell everybody thought, you know, I'm just going to index. I'm going to just index and that'll take care of all the problems. Now, indexing is a very good method to invest. But indexing means you go up and down with the market. And some, in 2008, the market fell 50%. This year, this last month, it fell down 35%. So, you still, if it's going to be indexing, you have to be able to handle that kind of volatility because you're going to get it. It's going to happen again. And of course, the market has an upside bias. So, long periods of time, indexing will work. So, just be prepared. Okay, I got some uh, economic numbers. Gold uh, priced at $1,640 an ounce, $1,640. Uh, gasoline, the average is $1.95 out there. It's $2.99 in California, and I think the low is $1.98. I think it was in Illinois. Oil prices, $26 a barrel. It got down to $19 a barrel at its very lowest. Two-year treasury yield, 0.25, a quarter of a percent, and a 10-year treasury yield, 0.55, the lower half a percent. So... Now, not much if you ever bought a 10-year treasury or a two-year treasury. You're not going to make much money. On the next stock, an economic uh, analyst offers bear market tips. His opinion projects that the sell-off for equities and many other assets will continue until excess speculation is corrected. Now, is he right? That story will be on Monday, everybody. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts 
participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Greg calling from Florida. Um, with the two-plus trillion dollar stimulus package that Congress has passed, I was just wondering if the Fed is going to just print that money or if it's coming from somewhere. I and mean, if they are printing it, is that going to lead to increased inflation down the road for us? And uh, I was just wondering what the overall impact of this is going to be more long-term, if that money is just going to get added to the national debt. So I just get your guys' thoughts on that. I appreciate it. And I'll listen to your answer on the podcast. Thanks. Well, it's going to be more than $2 trillion. It's more like 4 to $6 trillion, I think, by the time they're done. And yeah, they're going to just print it. That's it. And I agree. I think down the road it will cause inflation. It should cause inflation because it's going to be added to our national debt, which is already huge. And, you know, it's going to be put on the uh, – part of it is going to be put on the, uh, the um, uh, Federal Reserve's uh, balance sheet. They had, what, $4 trillion from the last financial crisis in 2008, and they just started to pay it, pay it down a little bit last year, and now they're, now they're blowing it up to be much higher than that. So I, I think it's going to – okay, what's going to happen is after all this problem and we get back to semi-normalcy, whatever that will be, a year or two or three, people are going to be pointing fingers and say, you shouldn't have done this, and look how much you cost, and you know, you know that's going to happen. There's going to be pointing figures both ways, both sides, uh, and everybody's going to go, oh, woe's me. And, you know, the, this should cause inflation. And I think it's, and I've positioned our, many of our portfolios to take advantage of probably gold going higher, right? I mean, if we are printing so much more money, it should cause inflation. Inflation pushes up gold prices. The dollar should get weaker, but not necessarily have to, not necessarily, but it should. And that should also push up gold prices. And of course, we're in a lot of fear right now, which is also good for gold prices. So, you know, and I'm not even, I don't even care for gold that much. But, I, you know, when the opportunity is there, when you need to do it, you need to do it. It's all, you know, it's a good hedge and it's, you know, something to protect the portfolios. You got to do it. Anyways, appreciate the question. That's a good question. And I do, yeah, I think inflation's common. Inflation. Okay, ISM services sector for March was surprisingly, this is for March, mind you, strong. It was 52.5%. Anything above 50 is expanding economy. From 57, so it fell from 57 down to 52, but most experts thought it was going to be in the 40s. Now, a little hint. The survey was taken earlier in the month of March, so we're just getting the numbers. So it's way worse than that. New orders fell 10%, down to 52.9. Five of 17 industries grew. 17 industries that we have here, five of them grew. Healthcare, food service, construction, public administration, finance, and insurance. They grew. The rest did not. Now, there's a, more, there's a Marquette uh, report, ISM. They said it was down to 39.8. 
from 49.4 the month before. So they're, I think they're reflecting a, a, a more realistic number. Our economic numbers, just miles we'll get used to it, are going to be pretty bad for the foreseeable future. Pretty darn bad. When you shut down an economy, how can it not happen? Look at the unemployment claims. Huge millions upon millions of people filing for unemployment claims. I mean, almost everybody in the restaurant business, I mean, some of the fast food places are open, but most restaurants, they can't. They've had to lay off people. Even if they are open without, you know, a takeout, you don't need waiters. You don't need servers. You don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> you destroyed that whole whole industry. How about airlines? You know, how about uh, hotels? How about, how about everybody in Las Vegas? <laughs> I mean, that's that's huge effect. And these are people that can't afford not to work. You've got to have some empathy for them. You've got it. I do. Uh, I mean, I feel real bad. I, I want to get past this. It's the worst way. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. That's the number. Love to talk to you about anything financial, everybody. Anything financial. Um, I have a big, I have a very good background in insurance, even though I've been out of the insurance business. But that was my first ten years in career was all about insurance. So you can ask those kind of questions too. Now here's my trivia question: With activity being conducted online, you might wonder how the internet is holding up. So we have some numbers. I, I, we have numbers. Uh, Verizon says, I guess my, we're too early for the trivia question. Verizon says the network is now handling 9 billion messages per day. Billion with a B. 9 billion. Verizon says its network calls total 800 million per day. That is about double what it normally ex- experiences on Mother's Day, which is the year's highest day. So, ah, internet is being pushed. Okay, trivia question. Now, I got it. Now I got it. I got it. We are experiencing an unprecedented economic crisis globally here and in the U.S. The current population in the United States is about 330 million people. The last time we had an extremely severe global and U.S. economic crisis was in 1929, 91 years ago, the Great Depression. So as we go to break, here's the question. Today's economic shock, the deliberate shutdown of the U.S. economy affects 330 million people. 330 million Americans. What was the U.S. population in 1929? in the Great Depression. I'll have the answer right after this break. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about $6.75. They're always changing. I got them at $3.99 and it took a major hit. First up, then down, then up again, or maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin, uh, longtime listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave and Sam Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24 7. How much of your portfolio should you put into like ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers 
and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. More than 21 million InvestTalk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestTalk.com You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Steve Peasley is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I asked the trivia question. Today's economic shock, the deliberate shutdown of the U.S. economy, after which will affect and has affected 330 million people, 330 million people. Um, what was the U.S. population in 1929 during the time of the so-called Great Depression? Well, here's my answer. The United States is the third most populous country in the world. We have an estimated population of 329,227,746 as of 28, 2020. I love that, uh, the exactness of that estimate. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. The American population almost quadrupled in the 20th century. Quadrupled. And they expect by 2060 to have 417 million people. Okay, so what was the population in 1929? 105 million. 105. That was during the Great Depression. 105. But heard of what it is today. I have a fact for you. What was the population in 1770, just before the official formation of the United States? Just before we became the United States. How much people live here? And again, I love the exactness. In 1770, 250 years ago, 2,148,076. How do they know? How do they come up with that? There was no census. How do they count the American Indians? We, we, I don't know how they do that. But that's what they say. So now we're about 150 times more populous now than back in 1770. Okay, let's talk to Justin. He wants to talk about silver. Justin. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Thanks for the call. Hey, just wondering what uh, what you think about silver right now, and uh, specifically the uh, uh, trust online there, uh, SLV. Okay, SLV is the ETF for silver, everybody. It's uh, exchange-traded fund, seeking performance corresponding to the price of silver. So it tracks silver price. Okay, and you can see, you can see silver, gold, they all with the market, and now it's a question of how much are they going to rebound, okay? Um, hmm, silver. Uh, silver has more utility than gold. In other words, they use silver in manufacturing and doing different things, whereas gold pretty much is jewelry and gold, you know, just the various price of the gold metal itself. And silver used for other things. So that's a good thing about silver. Um, I'd rather see you in gold. I don't, you know, silver to me, uh, I don't know if you're going to use it as a defensive position, gold would be better. If, 
the economy is slowing down and in a recession, the utility part of silver really isn't going to benefit it much. So that's why I like gold better. It will respond to a uh, an economic issue better than silver. But it is semi-defensive, but it still went down pretty hard. So I think I'd stick with gold, not silver. Justin, appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning. And, it, you know, I try to pack as much as I can information in there. And I had to, you know, hurry up and do that today. I mean, I, I yeah, as you can imagine, uh, uh, we are pretty busy. <laughs> we are pretty busy at KPP Financial. Okay, uh, starting on with the market conditions section, which is the first section, uh, of course, you, you can't avoid it. You got to talk about COVID nineteen. You got to talk about the the virus, right? Um, and it seemed to be. Uh, have you noticed that no one's talking about the election anymore? That's kind of gone. Everything is focused on this. So, the name of the game now is concerns about the long and short repercussions of this coronavirus and what's going to do to the economy. Okay, and what it, what what does the market want to see? And I said that they need three things. And we're looking for three things. Where or when the contagion will peak, how strong an effort by the federal government to combat the economic fallout, and the third, positive news of an effective treatment or vaccine. Those three things is what the market looks looking for. And the government response has been pretty swift and strong so far as far as passing stimuluses and things. So that is kind of there, and, and we are seeing some positive news out of treatment for the virus, so we haven't seen any positive news out of peak. We don't know where that's coming. That's still down the road. We don't know. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we will get some peak, but no one really knows. Also, the jobs report in March came in this morning, and we lost 701,000 jobs, several employees, but I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. The official uh, uh, unemployment rate climbed to 4.4% from 3.5%. I think it's going to go 10, 12, maybe even 15% before it peaks. That's what I think. But you won't see that. You know, you, only, you know how, how am I guessing this number? I am a guess, by the way, and so is everybody else. But I'm guessing it based on the unemployment uh, claims that are in the millions. I mentioned that also. Okay. And in the uh, portfolio management section, I talked about volatility, of course, and what you can do to try to reduce some of that volatility, you know, how, how, how you reduce it. You know, I talk about ETFs that are uh, low volatility ETFs. There are such things, you know. Um, and, of course, I go into all this a lot, big, lot greater detail in the newsletter. Okay, so it's a KPP premium newsletter. Um, the stock ideas, uh, two revel- relevant stocks that uh, vol- low volatility ETF, and I had in there a food company, right? Food company, big one. Shouldn't they do? Shouldn't they be okay? I mean, I'm thinking people are going to eat more at home, right? Restaurants are pretty much closed. Food companies benefit from that, so kind of like that idea. And that's the newsletter, KPP Premium Newsletter. You can subscribe to it and go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com. Uh, the Consumer Watch section, by the way, I, 
uh, about the coronavirus again. You know, it's hard to avoid it. Uh, and I talked about what the facts that we know. You know, like once you get it and you experience, you experience mild symptoms, how long will you be sick? Two weeks. Cases, how long will that last? Three to six weeks. There is no specific treatment. However, there, there are treatments that are gaining ground. You know, so that's a good. Um, and how do you get it? You, you know, how long does it last on services? Uh, how long does it, you know, you know, those kinds of questions. So that's what was in the uh, Consumer Watch. Okay, there's a lot of valuable information in that KPP Premium Newsletter each week. It's easy to subscribe to directly through investtalk.com. After subscribing, you'll receive the full report each Friday in your inbox. If this information has raised any questions in your mind, I really encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself and ask questions. Call our Irvine, California office or send a message through investtalk.com. Okay, let's grab another caller. Question 888-99-CHART. Yeah, hello. Saeed is here. What's your take on Facebook? Today closed at 163 and some change. What's the upcoming, like for the next couple of weeks, you know, earnings? And what do you think is a good to buy right now? Okay, that was a couple of days ago. It's 154.18 closed today. Facebook, and from 163 to 154, um, provides a platform enabling the members to stay connected with friends and family via Facebook.com. Still growing solid, and it will continue to grow and probably will grow faster from this, not slower. I'm a little concerned. Facebook was trading at $220 and fell all the way down to 140 Bounced up to 167 or so. Intraday 170, then back down to 154. Uh, the bounce was not as strong as I thought it would should be. Now, and it's still not inexpensive. I mean, you're talking about if they're going to make ten dollars and thirty-five cents a share next year, which is their guidance. You're talking about a 15, 16 PE. Okay, that is a low range. It's far range from 16 to 100. I think they might reach their numbers, but remember how they make money. They make money by advertising, right? Are the advertisers going to be that uh, interested in pushing more and spending more in this time of shutdown? Maybe they are. It's hard for me to know. But Facebook itself, I think their activity, the platform is going to increase. So that should attract advertisers. So it's that yin and yang here. We're in an economic slump, yet they're growing in popularity so you know so i'm just going to go with the numbers i think they will make ten dollars next year per share that's a hundred and it's a 15 16 pe and that's a reasonable price but i do think we should retest the lows in a normal bear market where we're coming out of and it's starting to bounce uh usually there's a retest of lows i don't think we're looking at a uh, I don't think we're looking at the total recovery yet because I don't think we're done. You know, we don't. When I say we're done, not done, I'm talking about we don't know where this virus is going to go. We don't haven't peaked. We don't know. We're not sure how much economic damage. The numbers are going to get worse and worse for a while. Economic numbers, and that's going to put pressure on the stock market. I'll tell you this: when the economic numbers doesn't affect the stock market, then we're probably done. 
you know, the, the fall in stock prices is probably done. When, it, when bad economic news does not affect the stock market negatively. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you're making the right choices with your money or in your 401k and everywhere else. And, you know, frankly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study fundamentals and trends and technicals, it's pretty difficult, you know, to know just when to move in or out. I mean, trying to time the market is almost impossible. So that's where maybe we can help you. Justin and I. At KPP Financial, we have math-based models to guide you with our active 401k for your 401ks to help you go in and out, when to get more aggressive, when to be less aggressive, and then makes consistent suggestions on that. Okay? And it's based on, you know, models. It's, you know, it's not, I mean, it's looking at the charts, it's looking at the indexes and you know, right now, I'm pretty sure that I know from various people's calling me up and asking me that the Active 401k, you know, we're suggesting a heavy cash load, heavy cash right now. So, if you want to, you, you, if you want to have some help with your 401k, we have help. It's called Active 401k. You go to investtalk.com and read about it. Active 401k. And now I'm, I'm, I'm taking your questions live, everybody. 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. We have an important schedule change to announce. Due to the coronavirus, Steve Peasley has canceled his April trips to Houston and Chicago. However, Steve is making appointments for his no-cost and no-obligation portfolio reviews via telephone consultation or two-way video Skype consultation. So you can reach out to Steve Peasley or Justin Klein now through investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, my name's Larry out of uh, California. I want some an opinion or advice on uh, how to get into uh, individual positions at this point in time, uh, this uh, crisis. Not really looking at profit on it, but I am. Uh, just been a 401k guy most of my life. Uh, I'm age 40, got a couple grand in the banks, looking to accumulate some shares. Ideally, uh, dividends. I like uh, dividend stocks. Thanks. Well, uh, I have a, a list of dividend-paying ETFs, a short list, if you want to do exchange-traded funds. If you're going to buy individual stocks, there's a book out there called Dividend Achievers, and all it is is page after page of companies paying the dividends and the history of paying dividends. You might want to check that check that out. I cannot. I like dividends. I buy stocks. To, I, I'm one of my programs is our balanced income. Half is a uh, uh, half of the program. Half of the portfolio is a, is a bond ladder. The other half is high dividend paying blue chip type stocks. That I like dividends, and that's one of our most popular programs. And it held up much better than the stock market. You know, so because it's not, it was, I had a little bit more than half in bonds. Uh, bonds fell too, trust me, they fell. But at least I know they'll come back to parts. I hold them to maturity, so I don't care. But the other half, you know, uh, well, I was only 30% 30s in the stock, high dividend paying stocks. So I can't give you a list. Uh, that I say that for my clients. Okay, I'll answer questions. You call me up about a dividend-paying stock, I'll answer about it. But I am not going to give out lists of stocks. That's, that's preserved for my clients. 
888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So where are the jobs? Do, do jobs? Well, there's 474,000 new jobs being produced by companies like Amazon, Walmart, Ace Hardware, other kinds of companies, healthcare. So there are jobs that are, are higher, right? But the vast majority are not, but there are. That's where they are. Amazon, I think they said thousand people. Walmart, I don't know, eighty thousand, something like that. Um, and Ace Hardware, Ace Hardware, because they're home, so they're working on the house, yard work, housework, fixing, repairing the, on the house. So that's why I think Ace Hardware is in there and hiring. And of course, health. Know why that is? Uh, so those are places where you have jobs. Uh, not in the oil industry. <laughs> not with oil being so long. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve P. And we all here. And that's to help you natural freedom. That's main goal all the time. And of course, our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk Bear Market Survival Tips. One analyst is projecting that the sell off for equities and many other assets will continue until speculative excesses are corrected. That story Monday. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888 99 Chart. Hey, Steve and Justin. Love your show. I was calling to ask about two REIT stocks that I currently own. They've been beaten up pretty bad, of course, with the market and all of the uh, concern around coronavirus. want to know your thoughts on them and whether I should uh, hold them or, uh, you know, get out. So the two ones are Wine Garden Realty, Realty, W-R-I, and Realty Income Corp, ticker symbol O. Thanks, guys. I'll listen for, on the show. Well, let's talk about Realty Income Court, uh, Corporation. It's a, the symbol is zero, or O, not zero. It's a REIT that acquires retail properties leased to regional, national retail chain operators located in 48 states. So it's big. It's a $15 billion REIT. pays a 6% dividend at this point. Allegedly, they were going to make $3.49, up 5% this year, and then up another 4% next year. But, of course, that's not going to happen. Okay? It's just not. Good cash flow, but remember, every one of these places are shut down, right? Every one. And I don't like the chart. It fell, bounced up, and is almost right back to where it was at the low, where most of the indexes and most other stocks are at least holding where they were, close to where they were when they bounced up. That's what they're trying to hold. This one wasn't. It's falling. I, I, I personally would exit because I think it's going to be a long, hard slog for real estate. Year, two years, three years, I just don't think it's over. So I, I find a place to exit. Both of, but not all REITs, maybe medical properties REITs you can still hold on to. I still like that that area. Let's go to Nick and Hayward. Nick, you want to talk about preferred stocks? Yeah, Nick? yeah. Uh, my uh, a friend told me, he says, uh, you can buy preferred uh Cheaper than twenty five dollars, maybe as as cheap as eighteen dollars now. 
and uh, if they're a good company, uh, what's wrong with that? Uh, do you have any opinion on that, please? No, if you when you're talking about preferreds, preferreds act like bonds. They pay yield, and they kind of are like bond-like. Um, so the fundamentals of the company is what you concern yourself. Is it a strong enough company? There's nothing wrong with buying preferreds. They're they're much less uh-huh. volatile, you know, uh, and you get a good yield. But just make sure that the company is not over indebted. That's what you're looking for. Not it's not too and uh-huh. too much debt on the books for the company. Otherwise, I have no problem with preferreds. They're fine. Thanks for the call, Nick. I appreciate that. Okay, um, everybody's asking, uh, have we hit the bottom? Uh, no one knows that. It, there's no way of knowing that. Now, there's certain clues maybe that you can look at. Um, I like looking at uh, certain things. One of them is the commodities index. The commodities have been in a long-term bear market, okay, for a long time, okay? We're talking about years, right? And it fell sharply in March, but has now hit pretty important support numbers. Um, the question is, is can they hold? If they hold this, we might have seen the bottom of the market. If they can't hold this area where they are now, the common commodities index, then we're probably in for another fall. Another way to look at things is looking at the junk bonds, the junk bond market. Uh, and look at the chart of junk bonds, and the symbol is JNK in case you ever wanted to look at it. Um, that's the junk bond. The overall bond market is BND. And the junk market, bond market kind of gives you a, a short-term hint if things aren't going to turn around. If you look at BND, the bond market looks like it's improving and holding steady. Where the last few days, junk market, junk bond market kind of fell a little bit. Not anything serious. Not close to a new low or anything like that. So that's also something you can look at. Just kind of, you know, also uh, you can just look at a chart of the indexes, the main indexes, and just compare it to where they are and where the low is. And, you know, if they break that low, we don't know how far down we're going to go. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. I will return on Tuesday. In the meantime, please, please feel free to search, browse, download, and rate our InvestTalk podcast. I do appreciate it. You can find them at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.